That's me on the podcast Sharing a song With something to say about it With Thin Lear And Niagara Moon Losing my opinion Tom Rainey, so glad to have you back on, man. Welcome back. Hey, good to be with you both. It's uh, thank you for having me. I'm very excited. It's been a while. I've, I've requested return guest. Wow, was my mom a listener? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, so it's a pleasure to see you both. I'm excited to to talk about some music today. This is, of course, the podcast. Losing my opinion. I am Niagara Moon, famed indie musician. Um, I actually want to let you know. Uh, I've recently been called the the songbird of my generation. Who called you that? Congratulations. We don't oh, have to okay. get into that right now. That's uh, an, an unidentified source. Uh, an unidentified flying but, source. Uh, and, and who are you? Who am I, who am who I talking to across me? the Zoom here? Yeah, uh, Thin you. Lear, Matt Longo, uh, widely disrespected indie musician. <laughs> and we have Tom Rainey, contributor to such uh, outlets as Funny or Die and Vulture. And a very, very funny man, a friend of the pod. Uh, this is your your second time on. I hope uh, hope I haven't scared you off from further. It's only the second time. That's crazy. For some reason, I thought you'd been on more. Yeah, I have that impression <laughs> on people. <laughs> they think they're around me way too much. It's like enough. Uh, so we're going to show each other some songs today with some some theses. Is that a word? Right, that's a plural thesis. Uh, some some hot takes, some surprising uh, opinions here, and we're going to have some fun. I guess I'm going to kick things off here, and I'm going to start with a very kind of—it's really an impossible question. It's a, it's a heady question, but you know we'll we'll get into it. How you quantify a excellent song? How you really def- like? How you can tell that a song is great? Like ways to measure that? Okay, damn, that's a lot to chew on. <laughs> that's a. That's a lot and to chew We're going to do that on. in like 20, 25 minutes. 25 minutes, give or take, yeah. And then we'll move <laughs> forward. Is, is, are we talking about like some sort of criteria or? Well, oh, you I love do. that word. Loves it. Yeah. I mean, you said measurement. I mean, it's like I said, it's, it's like asking what's the sound of one hand clapping. But recently, you know, I spend a lot of time on YouTube watching a lot of silly stuff on there. Um, and there's all these glorious like meme trends with like ways to parody songs or alter them just these like running Mm. gags um there's tons like there's uh like of course like altering the lyrics and even just stupid stuff like uh changing the lyrics of a song to do in your mom perfect i'm so happy to be here already (laughs) which uh parody are we referring to with that one or are you just sort of throwing one out there that that's 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 his own youtube account (laughs) He's parroting it. He's parroting his it's own. Bax music. Taylor. You, if you must know, credit to Bax Taylor. No, it's these like, and this is just one example of many, but these like really sonically faithful renditions of like really popular songs, like "Don't Let Me Down," but you change the lyrics to "Doing Your Mom," and I'm, it's like, I still <laughs> Wait, can just, just like, listen just, to this it, like a song. Instead of "Don't what? Let Me Down," it's just "Doing Your Doing Mom." Doing your mom, ah. and it's like. This still sounds so good, and he like nails the vocal harmony and like the idiosyncratic drums. I'm like, I can still almost listen to this like a real song. Like he's not saying what he's saying right now. Um, that's one example. Or you have like, you know, John Lennon wanted that to be the lyrics too. He did. I, By that point I, in his career, he's just like whatever. Yeah, I, that was my favorite part of the Get Back 
uh, documentary. No, or you have like it's the sound of silence, but it's uh, it's altering lyrics to she's wearing apple bottom jeans or something. So just stupid shit. But it's you know, and I'll throw it on oh haha. But it's like oh, this still sounds cool. I'm not gonna waste your time with that Thank though. You. That's that's juvenile. That's middle. That's middle school stuff. We're going uh, to high school today, baby. We're going high school. We are. We're going back to the 90s, as a matter of fact. There is a trend online of people taking songs and then altering them to have, like, the instruments from Super Mario 64. Oh, yeah. Like that yeah, sound pack. Yeah, I've seen that. I'm more excited than Matt is. I can tell her. <laughs> yeah, you look pretty unimpressed, Matt. <laughs> I guess because you were already middle-aged when the 64 yeah. came out, and you were, like, yelling at the kids to shut off their darn video games. So. Yeah, I, I mean, I've, I've heard the, um, yeah, like the Mario-type music with the... Mario. Man, you're from New York. <laughs> Dear goodness. <laughs> it's me, Mar- Mario. I don't know why I'm ranking on you both today so much. It is. It's a Mario. Uh it's but it's like I'm listening to these these versions of popular songs that I'm sure you both know and have at least some amount of affection for, maybe love. But it's you hear them, you know, on on the surface you think, okay, just total joke. Like I'm, what am I gonna hear? Like MIDI instruments from the mid '90s, like little steel drums playing like different parts of the song. And it, but it's it's you hear the songs a different way, and it's like oh. These songs are just fucking cool, and like this is a whole new way for me to appreciate them and realize, like it, it like solidifies their status for me almost. Is this making sense so far? Uh, yeah, it's tracking to me. It is funny that using the term "new appreciation" when it's like Mar eight bit Mario doing my Mario not eight bit, nah, not eight. Oh, okay. It's not not. Qu- I mean, oh man, are there eight bit versions of rock songs out there? But no, we're we're going a, a few steps of Sonic Fidelity above that. Uh, have I lost you so far there, though, uh, Thin Layer? I'm, I'm still trying to wrap my mind around it. I guess I need to hear what it is you're referring to, because all yeah. I'm thinking of just, like, yeah, 8-bit versions of pop songs that ex- that exist. And you're saying that in those 8-bit versions you hear some magic there? Or? It just, it's it's like its own kind of way to cover a song. And in the same way, like a, like a string quartet version of some otherwise kind of bland pop song kind of like gives it some new flavor or life when you when you hear it it's 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 just another way to appreciate a song and and make almost kind of for me make me realize like oh like yes this is a good song and life is now worth living because of this song (laughs) oh man but you are right that we we just we gotta go ahead and listen to a concrete example here yeah show me an example of where yeah this is happening so we're going to listen to a song called Buddy Holly by a little band called mm. Weezer. We've managed to mostly avoid Weezer on this podcast, which is pretty surprising because, like, I guess as, as far as, like, internet... Because <laughs> we're all nerds. Dad, and also, like, internet memes, and it tends to be, like, I guess Radiohead and Weezer are two of the, the, the bands that rank highly up there. It's We've true, also yeah. avoided Radiohead, which is pretty surprising. 90s yeah. alt-rock. Uh, Tom... For some reason, I imagine you was a huge Weezer fan. Am I am I wrong or am I right? <laughs> okay, come on, Tom. You're here. You love <laughs> okay, Weezer. I mean, it's not a pejorative. There's nothing wrong with, with classic I, Weezer. I do like Weezer. Weezer's one of those bands where, you know, it's interesting, like, listening back now, you you hear their lyrics and like, oh, this is, like, very misogynistic. And it's it's a they're a weird band. They, uh, and they come back into the zeitgeist through Toto's Africa. And they, yeah. they strike me as a very odd... 
group that is still very formative to me. And I'm not mm. saying that's a good thing or a bad thing, but it's, when you say uh, formative, you, you mean so- like you you there's somewhat linked to like a like a Blink One Eighty Two kind of thing, but like maybe highbrow. Yeah, uh, yeah, maybe. Well, this is maybe the problem with Weezer is that they think they're the highbrow version. Mm. Of Blink-182, when are they even better than that? Uh, the, the best thing about Weezer is that they have an insanely jacked bassist. He is big. If you guys he's big. Not, he's a big well, boy. That's the best thing about him, yeah. huh? That is, in my opinion. I thought it was the songwriting, like the hooks, you know, that kind of stuff from their, their classic 90s run. My, I'll have more of my theses of jacked bassist in my section <laughs> of the episode. Cool, cool. Uh, yeah, but without further ado, let's listen to a Mario 64 version of Buddy Holly <laughs> I heard this and I'm like, okay, yes, this is a great song. Like I was waffling on it, you know, it gets overplayed. It's, it's a, you know, people joke about it, but they had something here. But I'll, I'll see what you people, fellas Before think. we start, people have asked me, are, are you guys going to do a, a video game music episode? Uh, and I'll be able to tell them, well, no, but we will have an 8-bit episode. It's not 8-bit. <laughs> Thomas, we get it. You only want to play us 8-bit music. We've heard your thesis loud and clear. <laughs> God damn it. There is an 8-bit version of Buddy Holly. That's not what we're listening to. We're listening to Buddy Holly if it was made for Mario 64. This is on um, Sedigo, Sedigo, <laughs> Explanation Point, his YouTube channel. There's fine work here, so I want to I credit the guy who put this together. Um, you, get, you fellas ready? So ready. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, my God. Kind of badass, right? Tom's bobbing his head a little bit. Yeah, I think we know where that's going. If this just comes on on like shuffle or something, I'm not skipping it. All right, Matt's not into uh, it. I mean, as far as eight-bit versions of songs go, it's not eight-bit. <laughs> as, as far as an eight-bit version would go, I think that it's. Uh, I, I guess it's impressive that someone took the time to like really fashion each of those sounds in a way where it sounds like it could be in Goldeneye. Uh, I don't know, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're saying you you would sit and listen to that whole thing, like the whole song? <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to, like, immediately go straight to it, but it comes on, and I'm like, oh, this is kind of a jam. Like, And hearing it, so this is a question I can pose to you two. Hearing this, does your appreciation of the song Buddy Holly strengthen at all? No. It makes me wish I was just listening to Buddy Holly instead. The it's okay. not, it doesn't. Right. Speaking of Goldeneye, I don't know if Rivers Cuomo needs a big head mode from where he already is at. <laughs> We're uh, yeah, I, I I get what you're trying to go for, Thomas. I, I get that it's like it, it's uh, like a stripped back elemental version of a song, similar to the way like an acoustic uh-huh. version would function, where it's like oh, you get to hear. Yes kind of the behind the scenes exactly. without all the production and the arrangement and kind of appreciate the song for what it is. The words. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it, I don't know if I can do that. Maybe I'm just not as like 
plugged in to, to video game music. Uh, and this is sort of my era of video game music. So if I was going to be able to do it, it would be with mm. this. I just doesn't work the same way for me, I guess. But maybe it's not the right song. Yeah. Well, I got, I got a couple others here. Don't you worry. I will say I, I, it is fun to shit on it. I did like it because I similarly, I, I can kind of find myself down the YouTube rabbit hole of this kind of genre for sure. Well, all right. I, I'm, I'm okay with where things are sitting yeah. so far. <laughs> Pop in the, ne- the next 8-bit uh, version. The next song and, I'm going to show. And we'll listen uh, to that. No, no, no. So to kind of uh, further my point, but in another direction. So I want to next play a song that, you know, I appreciate fine enough, but this goes the other way where I hear it and I'm like, oh, yeah, there's something missing about this song that makes me think it's really good. Like it's only, eh, like I'm talking about the artist Tame Impala. Okay. Um, I don't know how either of you feel. I'll always, like if they release a new album, I'll check it out. Um, I certainly have a fondness for uh, maybe the earlier stuff or Inner Speaker. Um, but there's just something about him that doesn't, it's good, but it's not great. Yeah, me. I really love those first two it, records. All right, I'm not saying that love. I really love the first album. And, and the second one I'm, I'm into. And, you know, I guess the singles, I'm always, like, you know, impressed by what they're able yeah. to do. Yeah. You're curious, yeah. Um, but I'm going to play the song, uh, The Less I Know, mm-hmm. The Better, uh, Super Mario 64 Remix. This is uh, from <laughs> On Forward. Uh, four is spelled uh, like the number uh, on, on YouTube. Uh, he does great work. And uh, I don't know, I put this on and I'm like, Okay, there's there's something that's not here that is in Buddy Holly that like becomes apparent to me through hearing a reinterpretation such as this. But again, I'll play it so you know what the hell I'm talking about, and we'll uh, we'll get your thoughts from. Are there. you saying that there's something additive here with this version that it's not? No, it's it it exposes it and reinforces the idea for me. Like, oh, this song doesn't quite have the special spice and magic of a song that I would say I love. Like. Uh, like you're saying, this one, it, it shows that it needs the arrangement in order to live. Oh, or just it's it's affirming the idea to me, making it more clear that, okay, this song, not a classic mm. for me. And it's like easier to understand that through hearing another rendition of it, such as a Super Mario 64 remix. It sounds kind of like dating. It's like, oh, this new person is not that old person. This 8-bit person Dang. is not as... <laughs> This Roblox person sure does not makes me miss The Sims. Those are buzzwords. Those are video game buzzwords that I don't oh, know if they I, make familiar. any sense at all. No, the, I think you're on to something there. Yeah, The Sims is kind of for uh, for millennials. I think uh, Roblox is uh, the new kid in town. You would think The Sims is more for boomers because it's all about like, oh, you live in this fantasy world and you, you have just a job. Start off and with you, a house yeah, and a hundred thousand exactly. dollars. Yeah. <laughs> You get a jo- you find a job by reading the newspaper, <laughs> right? Exactly. Uh, not sending out thirty uh, applications online a day. Is that what anyway. The Simpsons? I don't think I've ever played it. I didn't realize there's a lot about job applications. You're not missing much. Yeah, you get to <laughs> you, you submit a lot of job applications. Actually, no, you submit one job application to get your job to then have unlimited funds to build a home and have a family. Wow. It's very relatable to current day mm-hmm. standards. Got to play that game. Anyway, the less I know, the better. By Tame Impala like you never heard it before.
if Tame Impala put this out, I would be like, this sounds like a, it's just a jam <laughs> to me. There's like a hold music version of <laughs> This would be great hold music. I kind of like this version better than the one you just played us. And I know exactly why. On forward does great work. Did somebody in the in the comments just write out lyrics to yes. this as if it were in Super Mario Brothers? AJ Johnston wrote complete lyrics. That's what I that think are... this is missing for me, is someone then doing lyrics about yeah. like Toadstool in this. Okay. I do have to honor uh, this comment by AJ Johnston for a moment where he comes up with lyrics for this. The toads said they left together. Mm. I jumped out the pipe <laughs> together. And it just Pretty goes good. on and on and on. It's brilliant. Oh, t- Tom, I, I thought when you said yourself. the lyrics were underneath that someone had just wrote the lyrics to the song. <laughs> and I was like, well, who gives a shit? Like, why Why would you need to You'll do that? find <laughs> King Bowser whenever. I didn't realize it was like a Weird Al thing. That is so. That's what I think is missing here. Is the then the next level, the next iteration is the Weird Al approach to incorporating, you know, like mm. Kirby lyrics or something. Mm. This is halfway. This is a half measure well, for you, guys. I don't want to delay things any further. I want to get to my third and Wait, final. Wait, no, I pick. like that one better. I like that one better, and I liked it better Good. because I'm, I'm, it was riff driven. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. So it's it it makes right. more sense yeah. as an yeah. instrumental. Sure. Um, well, I really I don't want to I don't want to delay things any further. I want to show you uh, my favorite out of these three selections I have for you today. This is of course a Radiohead okay. song. Um, we're we're doing Paranoid Android, one of Hell the biggest yeah. memeified songs out there. I, I'm I don't even have to ask, but both you are okay computer obsessed. I'm sure. Uh, in the same way, I was like never mind obsessed for a period of time in my life. It's been a really long time since I listened to that record, though. Like I couldn't. Yeah. Having listened again very recently, it's it's amazing. Yeah, it I, holds I up. still yeah, love it. For and sure, it's great. Um, well, I think you're both gonna love this. This is a, a Mario version of uh, of Paranoid Android. Okay. So let's let's dig in here. <laughs> I think the steel drums are used very effectively here. <laughs> Ooh. That's good. Please could you stop <laughs> the guys I'm trying oh, to get some. Sounds like Dracula. Yeah, a little, this a is a bit. strange Italian accent that's being done right now. <laughs> From This is going to be in the credits of the new Chris Pratt movie. <laughs> when I am Koopa, when he is Koopa. Yeah, I, I heard it. Against the wall. 
so I really do hope they do incorporate this with Chris Pratt doing his horrible Mario impression. Chris Pratt is is Mario? Correct. Huh. I didn't know that. So uh shout out again to uh to On Forward for doing the the instrumental and then this is uh the YouTube channel something awful. I feel like Thomas is friends with all these guys. It's like, oh, AJ Johnson over here is the first Ooh, comment. I want to see artists get their, their due. It Come shows on. here they have a Twitter. Oh, interesting. And this you is can like follow. an interesting thing they have. That's Who's so this cool. guy? Niagara Moon just produced their latest album. No, I want it's the same way that you, you want to make sure everybody gets their due. Mm, That's sure. all it is. I'm trying mm-hmm. to be fair. As the lyrics go on, does it say your Bowser hairdo? Do they, do they just do like, wonder, <laughs> like their version of Hitler? No, they they don't do too much uh, divergence from the original lyrics, but mm. maybe we can get to that that section at the end if you want to hear a little bit more, where you know there's that like that choir. Okay. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> I feel like I'm in Italy. This is so nice. We're really stretching that definition today of what fits within the boundaries of the podcast. (laughs) And wait, correct me if I'm wrong. At the beginning of this, you said this made you excited about music. This rejuvenated your... uh... Yes, I hear this. Just I stumble upon it because, you know, it's trending on YouTube and I'm like, all right, this is hilarious, but also what a great song. And, oh, I want to listen to the original again, mm-hmm. too. And it's just the, the the supreme quality of the music comes through, even if you make it as a stupid little joke. And that is my my sincere uh, thesis for today. Mm. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I get where you're getting at with the uh the strip down thing I, i'm not sure <laughs> you're just squashing I'm not my on fun. the same page maybe i'm not as um you know pl- plugged into video game culture like maybe it would be different you can't even get your bits straight yeah these are all excellent <laughs> it's called 64 for reason it's 64 they're all bit. solid 8-bit versions of uh these songs and uh yeah i guess if this was gonna get me yeah. like 64 would have would have been the one so would have done yeah, it huh? i don't know yeah, thank you again for bringing in all these 8-bit specific songs. Fuckers. Only 8-bit. We appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, I was saying they weren't uh, 8-bit before, and thankfully uh, you corrected me. Yeah, you're welcome. All right, uh, Tom, what have you been listening to recently? Listen, my opinion. Okay, so. What do you got? What do I got? All right, so what I wanted to talk about today stems, Tom, is from something you brought up last time okay. I was on. And that is that you did not grow up watching television, right? Is that correct? I grew up limited to uh, network stations and like public, you know, PBS. Uh, sure. I didn't have cable. That, that was know, my problem. That would have been really funny if you're like, no, you're incorrect. I exclusively watched television <laughs> growing up. I had no video games, uh, at least when I was very young. And I, I only ever got like a Game Boy Advance and that I could only play in the car. Uh, no, no, he got that consoles. when he was 24. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no cable. Uh, I'd be stuck watching uh, Family Feud. Wow. Okay. So, in the night, yeah. So then I, I, the thing I'm, I'm excited. I'm really excited. Is that excited why you talk about Family Feud so much? <laughs> and, and, this, and the video game music. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
So today I wanted to talk about, and I guess my thesis, thesis, as you said earlier, uh, today is that, well, I want to play a bunch of TV theme songs and Ooh. kind of get everyone's take on how they hold up musically, because I think there's so much nostalgia wrapped up in a lot of these songs that it, for me, it was hard. it's hard to disconnect, is this a good song, to the nostalgia I have for it. Um, so instead of doing some obscure, like down the pipe, you know, songs, I want to go with some heavy hitters, some really well-known, oh, yeah. uh, TV themes and just kind of get everybody's take on where they stand musically. And I guess then, is it possible to disconnect the nostalgia tied up with these shows, mm. um, for the song itself? So Thomas, if you have, you've probably heard these songs in some capacity, but maybe not probably. watching them. I'm curious what your take is. Uh, in yeah. terms of how you feel connected to it or not. And so, you're not curious about Matt's take, which I'm fine with that as well. Oh, no, never well, is. I think <laughs> I, have a, I have an assumption Matt has some connection to these songs in one way or another. It's so funny you just change your background to Jeopardy because... I mean, that's the king of... Come on, right? I, I had a whole subgroup. I kind of was breaking song TV themes into Jeopardy. Different. Jeopardy is the supreme, uh, and I and I didn't include it because it's just it's so well known. I, I toyed it's a separate with, conversation. Yes, yeah. I toyed, and maybe just a whole game show theme mm. song episode uh, would be necessary. But yeah, I was playing with like Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, which oh. if you don't remember that Ooh, song, great, on, great stuff. Stressful. There, yeah. If you, it is the stressful. <laughs> It's like very techno driven. It feels like it could be put over a, a you know a fight in the Matrix, and it would fit one to one. I encourage Absolutely. listeners to go do that. Um, but the one I want to start with, for my money, may be the best song. So I'm gonna pop it in the chat for you. So Tom, um, these these songs are you're not talking about tunes that were fully fledged songs on their own that got taken and put as the the title theme music we're talking about songs that were written for shows for the show specifically and yeah the the one i think the one big one that comes to mind is or like the two that come to mind is pre-written songs that then were adjusted is like the friends theme which i think is oh yeah yeah ubiquitous with television but that was a pre-recorded song and then i also know it makes me laugh every time I see it, like, on the background is, like, CSI Miami uses The Who, and it's just, like, yeah, yeah it's so bizarre, um, trying to make, like, murder investigation, like, Pretty cool rockin'. by using a song from the... Hey, all you yeah. need is sunglasses. Take them on or exactly. take them off. Um, but, yeah, so the, the songs that I chose today were, were written for the specific shows, and I have a few different ones. This one that I want to start with does not, like give the narrative of this is what the show is about it like toys with the themes of the show but it's not like this is the character this is their deal right. it's not so literal yeah and i i do like those narrative driven theme songs because it almost like makes it so that you don't even need to do a pilot it's just like hey you want instead of writing a 30 minute sitcom here's a, a minute song that explains who this person is like what their whole deal is who's in their world and like basically what their drive is and i find it very helpful but kind of fun and kitschy um, but this song is not that. I think this is just a banger of a song mm. that I wanna, I wanna start with. Mm. So, all right. So it looks like we're doing the Jeffersons intro theme song. Moving on up. I have never seen the show, but obviously I've this, heard of this it. This song was not. For some reason, I just had it in my head that this was a song independent of the show. I don't know why. I, I'll, I'll give you some reasoning for it after we listen, but I maybe I, confusing it with a Curtis Mayfield no. song. <laughs> I just, th- I just thought it was. Because <laughs> okay. that's, that's what I did. 
It just seems like f- pretty fully fledged. I don't know. Move on up. Yeah, I don't. I don't know this one off the top of my head. I'm excited. Oh, this is to, exciting. Uh, to check it out. All right. Uh, have Have either of you ever watched The Jeffersons? Yeah, yeah I, I grew up. This was one of the key shows in my childhood, actually. Oh, okay. I didn't have TV Land. Uh, as I, mentioned, I believe it was I called had, Nick at uh, Night at this point. Nick and Night for sure. All right, here we go. Face. That's the reason the slaps. It's like a full song. It's, it's yeah. fully thought out. An arrangement there. Yeah. Yeah, that's basically it. it it's sweet. You know, yeah, I, I thought that was a, I thought that was a song on its own. I didn't realize that that was written exclusively for the show. So they, they got me. Yeah. So the thing that, yeah. So in terms of the background of that is that there was a, an actress named uh, Jeanette Dubois who was on the show Good Times, mm. and that was like in the Norman Lear verse of you mm. know sitcom publication and um, or production. And she said she wanted to diversify her background outside of just acting. So Norman Lear's like, well, I have this spinoff show from All in the Family, The Jeffersons, coming out. Why don't you take a stab at writing the theme song for it? And they partnered her. So that's her singing it. And then they partnered her with, and I don't know if you all may be familiar. I wasn't familiar with this person, but uh, a writer named Jeff Barry. And he had co-written things like uh, Then He Kissed Me, Be My Baby, River Deep, Mountain High. Oh, yeah, all those classic uh, Spectre-produced exactly songs. So I think that's, for me, why this song stands out is that it it does kind of stand on its own as like a really well-put-together song that happens to kind of like thematically push up with the theme of the Jeffersons without being like, this is Sherman Helmsley and he's this guy and he did this. And right. Yeah. You don't need that. You, that's what the visual montage is for. So yeah. I mean, Thomas, you, I talk, you talk to me. Do you have like favorite theme songs now? Yes. As, like, okay. I've had, a, I've had a little time to think about it Two that come to mind. And I bet one of these, I, I bet you're going to share one of these, but Sanford and Sons, Quincy Jones, Come on. I Okay, so that was on my bum, list. Bum, but it's like too... It's too good. Too good. Yeah, I, I wanted to... Yeah, yeah, it's, it's almost... Yeah, it's, it's on another league. The other one uh, maybe you haven't considered is uh, the song from Rugrats, Fucking Slaps. Oh, it, that is good. I was playing that... By Mark Mothersbaugh, the guy from Devo. I was playing yeah. that on my daughter's... We brought my daughter a keyboard, and I was playing that on the keyboard, because it's quite easy to play. That's so yeah, fucking good, that song. It. Like the the counterpoint with like the fake vocal sound. The, the Rugrats uh, has one of my favorite jokes in any TV show of all time. Which seriously, I think about this joke all the time. That? Is that you know with any show they'll have like an establishing shot of like a house or whatever it is. So they were trying to show the passage of time in an episode, and they showed the outside of the of their house, and it's raining, and then it kind of cuts, and then it's snowing, and then it cuts, and it's sunny. And then it cuts to the father inside, and she goes, huh, weird weather we're having this That's week. Good. <laughs> uh, That's good. 
It is. Meta. It's really good. Um, all right, so... Simpsons theme song, that's got to be... Maybe you were considering that one, too. Danny Elfman. These are all... Yeah, these are all ones that... So the, the reason I was kind of steering away from some of those songs is because there's no lyrics, and I find... I find it interesting when there are lyrics that either oh. either are like completely narrative driven or not. So that's a good way to narrow it down. Yeah, theme songs that's original theme songs that still have words in them because that that gets harder. Oh, totally, and that's yeah. where I was like really struggling because growing up, like Simpsons was my favorite TV show, and it felt like sacrilegious not to include them in this list. But this is more just like dipping my toe into what I thought you, Thomas, hadn't yeah, yeah. maybe been too familiar with. And my gut told no, I, me I like it. Yeah. you may know about The Simpsons to some capacity. Yeah. Gotcha, yeah. All right, so this next song I want to lead with is from uh, the Slapmaster General, Will Smith. And <laughs> I thought we could maybe just talk about the cultural <laughs> impact of the slap before he changed, he changed his do, name no, to that, right? That's how he recently... Yeah, Slapmaster General yeah. was what he wanted to be called after that. He said it in his in his speech, but they cut that right, for some yeah. reason. Um, no, you can imagine if I was using today as a Trojan horse just to talk about, talk about the, the Oscar slap. slap? No. Yeah, really, that's, that's topical. That's a topical one. <laughs> um, so this is, I think, maybe the most famous TV theme song of all time because I've been to weddings where I hear... People play this, and then like everyone goes yeah. nuts, and everyone knows every word to it. And Fresh Prince of Bel Air, yeah. the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, a catchy rap. Yeah, I was reading an article where I think it was DJ Jazzy Jeff who was like was the co writer on this. That I think I believe it was him who said this may be the most famous rap song in the world. Wow. Oh yeah, no, gotta be up there for sure. But I find so the reason I wanted to play it is because I think this is like equal parts one of the most famous TV themes to maybe one that. I don't know if it merits it because I kind of find it boring a little bit. Mm. And mm. but it's also fully narrative driven. So it's like in this really interesting yeah. space. So I thought we could listen, uh, get our takes on it. Thomas, are you familiar with this song or I mean, I exist sure. uh, around other people. So, you know, I've heard it through osmosis. I never watched the show and uh, I probably couldn't quote and probably any of the lyrics. But like if I heard it, I'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah that's that Will Smith show that people post memes about. Uh, yeah, I, I got a feeling I might be a little more tepid towards this one. Sure. It's, it's possible. I'm going to start calling you the meme, the meme master general. This is, Hey, I mean, you got to do something on your phone while you're at work. I'm all right. Uh, <laughs> I, I also just want to put out there now. I think I know what your final pick is going to be. And I also, I think it's going to be maybe my, my favorite for within your category. I think it's what I'm thinking of is the best. So can if you, you don't, give if me you don't bring it up, I won't, I won't say what it is, but can, what are you, what are you thinking? I'm thinking the Beverly Hillbillies. Well, I don't want to disappoint you, but it is not the, Bever- <laughs> the Beverly Hillbillies. Okay. That's a deep cut right there. Well, that, that would have to get an all timer status, but anyway, we're, we're, we're going to fresh Prince of Bel Air here. Uh, so I have to shout out a uh, top comment by Shane Rollins. He says, this still slaps. 30 years later. <laughs> That's pretty good. All right, here we go. Now this is a story all about how my life got flipped. Hasn't aged at all. Like Not at all. Still sounds totally right contemporary. No, you, you, you can release this today. Yeah. It's funny because I guess they took this too from the original like parents don't understand song that they did together, and it's almost the same video, which is odd. 
town is where I spend most of my days. Chilling out, maxing, relaxing, all cool and all shooting some b-ball outside of the school. When a couple of guys who were up to no good started making trouble in my neighborhood. I got in one little fight and my mom got scared and said, you're moving with your auntie and uncle in Bel Air. I begged and pleaded with her day after day, but she packed my suitcase to send me on my way. She gave me a kiss and then she gave me my ticket. I put my Walkman on and said, I might as well kick it. First class, yo, this is Yeah, it's crazy that this has cut across generations. Is this what the people of Bel Air living like? I think it's the clothes. Mm. Might be right. People want to dress like him. The shorts. Like, did that sound familiar to you or just like... Yeah, okay. yeah, no, but it, I think I've seen people text, like, type those lyrics more than I've heard Will Smith rap it, but like, yeah, that, that was sitting around the back of my brain somewhere. I've, I've been exposed to that. Um, yeah, I'm not, not super impressed with that one overall. That's the one that I find odd that that's the mainstay for like the cross-generational gap. Yeah. It just seems like everyone knows it and it, it pops up in like, like I said, the oddest places like weddings and I don't know, bar mitzvahs and first communion. I mean, people just love the yeah, show. I, I mean, it's like, that. yeah. Uh, Will Smith gets a ton of shit for his rap career too now. Um, Which Wild, is funny. Wild West is a pretty good song. That's Say a song that I movie. still know all the lyrics to, oh, which boy. is horrible. He was so, it, it um, was so popular. I mean, those songs were, you just could not escape them. Miami, like there was just like one after another. Yeah. And now you, you don't hear them. It's not even like they can exist on oldies radio in any capacity. Like, where do you put them? <laughs> I still kind of feel like you hear them pop up. I feel like getting jiggy with it will pop up in, you know, in odd places, but that... Big Willie style was one of my first albums that, I mean, it still holds a special place to me. I I, I can't sit back and say it's like an amazing record. Even calling it a record sounds <laughs> funny, but it's your like, vinyl of uh, Big Willie style. <laughs> yeah, you, <laughs> yeah, that Wild Wild West theme is uh, people shit on that. It, the movie's so bonkers, but it's still for some reason like stands up and like or like holds up for me in a weird place because it was like nuts but it's weird (laughs) his trajectory at that point that movie came out at arguably the height of his popularity i mean independence day had already happened fresh prince of bel-air was finished his albums were done black men in black yeah and it like that it is such a funny thing that that's what they put all their will smith you know that's the basket they put him into but it i don't know it's it's so bizarre and then I think what Kevin Klein. Kevin is Klein is in it. Kenneth funny... Branagh is in that movie, which yes. is yes, crazy. That guy. Yeah. That's a crazy. Isn't casting. he like? Ooh, hello. He's like. Uh, like he he sounds like rough. Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. yeah, it's an insane uh. Southern caricature. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so Fresh Prince of Bel Air. I think we all can recognize mm. why it's as popular as it is, but maybe it has to do more with the quality of the show than the song itself yeah it it does a very good job lyrically of being like all right here's what's going on and not in like a forced way but besides that musically it's pretty paint by numbers for that era of hip-hop yeah some of my other favorite versions of that narrative driven theme song would be like the brady bunch is such a famous Mm. one um gilligan's Mm, Gilligan's island Island, yeah I forgot also that you're 55 years yeah, old. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, this, what, that's what I think the previous generation wanted to do with us. It's like, oh, all these kids want to watch TV and they have everyone has TVs now. Let's just make them watch all the shit we watched and kind of form their... Yeah. Re- reboot it. Which I think yeah. also speaks to why our generation so keyed into... like. I know you guys were talking about the Beatles recently on the show, but and Matt talking about... Never. 
Never. <laughs> but I know you kind of brought this up to me separately. Is just like the the commodification and the rebranding of the Beatles to to kind of try and influence the next generation and how that marketing, yeah. you know machine the music's so good though you don't have to try i too agree hard. i'm not listen it's just i don't want nature. people to think yeah. that my takeaway is that the french prince of bel-air and revolver are the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> nearby um you know it's a no. killer theme I, I have two thoughts about killer themes one and, and it's not um narrative driven but the king of the hill theme song is mm. fantastic that's yeah great instrumental themes now i think was that pre-existing though i think it was a band called the refreshments yeah. so that might have been pre-existing the yeah, x-files yeah. theme is Ooh. excellent love that uh and then there's a show called green acres oh green acres is the there's a pretty That's killer a one, guitar yeah. riff on that song and the adams family riff is pretty good too yeah oh how did we forget the adams family it was that, all, yeah all right that 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 replaces uh, Beverly Hillbillies. Yeah, Adam's Family is is great, and that was on my list as well to discuss, but I kind of felt I was going with almost like the decade narrative where 70s yeah. was Jefferson's, 90s was covered um, with Fresh Prince, sure, but now sure. I'm going to take you back to the 80s for this mm. next one, which Ooh. I personally think is probably the most famous theme song of all time. Does anyone want to take any guesses? We're talking about the 80s. Is it the best? Song. Are you saying it's the best too? I'm not saying the it's the famous? best, but I actually, but I think it's one famous? of the most famous. And I think there's some, I don't want to give it a, I think there's something interesting happening once it gets to the chorus of this song. Hmm. Um, but it also kind of brushes up on like Billy Joel territory, which I know is a contentious. Oh, what? I have no idea. Ooh, what we're I got to think about. about this one for a second. So it's not Transformers. No. What? Uh, <laughs> Oh shit! Yeah, I I have no All idea. Right. I'm, I'm talking about the Ted Danson driven Boston based sitcom Cheers. This uh, is a good theme song. It is. This is a really. I never good watched the show. Song. It sounds like a song by Andrew Gold, Thomas. It sounds like it was written by Andrew Ooh, Gold. Okay, okay, yeah. Wait, Thomas, you don't know the the, the Cheers theme song? I never watched Cheers, never heard the theme song. I know Andrew Gold, though, for some reason. Matt, I think it's safe to say this is probably the app, like the most famous. This theme is really song famous. Of- and I, I I guess for some reason, again, I just say with the Jeffersons, I, I had it in my head that this was a pre existing song. I didn't so the, realize that they wrote it. The quick backstory to this, um, the quick backstory to this song is that they, you know, the CBS was ready with the show. They just kind of needed to finalize a few things. They had all the actors cast. I think even the pilot was filmed. But they really wanted to nail and capture, like with any TV show, a great theme song to to suck the audience in. And the way that this song came about was that there were two writers in New York trying to put up, uh, I believe, an off-Broadway show. And they were just sending around demo tapes from some of the songs from their musical. They were just sending around to different production offices, you know, labels, whatnot. And this somehow found its way to the desk of the creators of Cheers, their demo tape. And they didn't really like the songs, but they thought, oh, th- these two writers have an essence of what we're going for. And then they brought mm. them in to to write a couple different songs. And this was the one that they landed on. I think it, their name is, it was Gary Portnoy and then Janet, or I'll look it up, but it's, it, there, it's a two, it's a, it's a tandem writing It's a team. combo. Yeah, but yeah, so this was this is not existing. It's, it's it has an essence of things they had already written, but this is a completely original for the show itself. I always okay. felt this was a strange theme for the show because, like, maybe I have a, a pretty specific personal attachment to it, where it would like come on when it was time for me to go to sleep. 
Oh, so sure. it was like so, somewhat depressing to hear the music of it, but uh, it's like very melancholy for what the show is, isn't it? Like it's like really like all these people are really depressed coming in here. Bars are melancholic. Yeah, right, and, and, right. But in a way that's not like kind of fun either. Like it's a very it's a pretty serious song. So it's funny you know. say that because the version I'm playing is the actual TV intro, but they then the song was so popular because of the TV show and how popular the show was. So they went back and rewrote a full, like a longer version with verses and, and whatnot. And that song is even more depressing talking about basically why everyone's life sucks and why you need a place to go to like drown your sorrows. Essentially. It is very Billy Joel. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was listening and I was like, Oh, this is like a piano man adjacent, including the <laughs> piano riff and everything. But yeah, I don't know if you yeah. want to, I'm so excited to see Thomas hear it for the first I time. I think he's heard it. I think he's heard it before. He just doesn't know. Yet. Probably, but uh, he's heard He's yeah, heard, he's got, heard the eight bit version of it. Oh, the eight bit version. Oh, fuckers. <laughs> I've heard the super Mario 64 <laughs> version. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I'm, ex- I'm excited. I, I got a feeling I'll enjoy this one, even if I'm not recalling it offhand here. Making your way in the world today takes everything you've got. Taking a break oh, yeah, from Billy all Joel. your worries sure would help a lot. It's brutal. Wouldn't you like to get away? Come on, this how good is great. that? No, it's just great. I love the harmony. The vocal harmony, yeah, that, that kicks it up a bunch of notches. It almost, that reminds me a little ELO a little bit. I don't know if you guys hear that at all. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hear a little bit. <laughs> oh, sure, Jeff Lynne would be horrified. Yeah. Kelsey Grammer. It's sad. That's a it sad is. theme. But there's Makes something, it is very sad, but there's something, I don't know, like, it, it, there's something hopeful in it, too, I find. It's something comfort, reassuring, like, you're not the only person who has these feelings. We can, you know, bond. It's that, it's that kind of feel. Yeah, I, I was going through it, and I go, oh, I don't want to include Cheers. It's too popular, this and that. And then I was listening, and I found myself going back to it a couple times just throughout the week in preparation for this. And I was like, damn, I like this song. Because I, 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 I also didn't grow up watching Cheers that much, so I don't have that true nostalgic hook for it. But yeah, I don't know. There's something that I was I really like about that. And, um, yeah, 70s, great and 80s, 70s and 80s TV shows always had like uh, weirdly unconnected themes that were more depressing than the show them, themselves like uh think of like mash <laughs> oh like my su- god this song is called suicide is painless yeah and like that show can get depressing but like that's really or or um uh what's the show with the uh with uh taxi that oh. that theme song is like really sad it's like yeah, melancholy it's just, and it's like yeah. The video to that too, or the opening, is that I think it's you're just a camera's pointed through the rainy windshield of a taxi cab, and you're just seeing this dreary city. Uh-huh. So um, it's very depressing themes for fun shows. This is never going to be connected to anything we talk about on the podcast again, so I just have to get it out there. Uh, famous jazz pianist Bill Evans uh, does a cover of the Mash theme song "Suicide Is Painless," oh, wow. and it's like one of my favorite recordings of jazz ever. Damn, it's 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 pretty sweet. Nice. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's kind of my, uh, 
my uh, introduction to Thomas to some themes maybe he hasn't heard before. Yeah. Cheers. Uh, we, we did not see that coming. I thought maybe Frazier, you okay, know. Okay, so we so want Kelsey Grabber. Uh, oh, there's more links in the I, chat. We got more I figured here. If, if the Cheers one was too much of a downer that I can't believe you <laughs> said it. I mean, it, it is a comedy bit at this point, but there's something. Uh, the Frazier theme song is baffling bonkers. it's wacky it is bonkers. baffling to me but i yeah. i i like it and i i think i like it it's like i got you pissed. i like how cocky he is in it yeah. like he, he it sounds as though he is like a live singer like a performer because he he's right a lounge yeah, singer. Yeah, what is that supposed it? to be what is it supposed to be Fraser is it supposed to be his character building, like singing this jazz He's he's a uh, uh, psychiatrist or psychologist, whatever, who has to you know deal with. Right, but why is he singing with... a jazz number? That's the so, part I don't understand. I have so some, he's, I have some history. He's, he's letting off steam. He's I got to talk to these these cuckoos. They're all t- it's all toss out and you scramble eggs with them. <laughs> He does a lot of like laughs to himself, which is very <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the uh, but I don't know what to do. There, I found the live version of him performing. This is some <laughs> Frasier event, and it's oh, I won't. It's it, you can't even hear it. The people that are like doing he's probably just fucking hammered it's bad have you ever seen the video of him falling off off stage while giving a talk at disney world no this sounds terrible yeah everybody listening go check it out it's very funny oh Uh, god yeah funny yeah he was okay so i can say (laughs) it was it was funny um well a little background to this is that uh because again fraser a famous cheers uh uh spinoff alum yes yeah exactly um but the producers, I guess I was reading a little bit about the history of the song, and the producers said to the person who wrote the song, just keep in mind that we want Kelsey Grammer to sing this, and he wants to sing this, so keep that in mind when writing this. And mm. this is what the guy came up with, which I think is very funny, that he the whole time was knowing that Kelsey Grammer was going <laughs> to sing this song. Yeah, I got to get this mm. right for his voice. Yeah. Right. Do we? All right. Here. Well, here's my one other question I want to pose to the group before we dig into Frazier here. Our theme songs today as I, TV is better, I would say. There's more like just awesome TV shows. Uh, but is, our, is the art of a theme song, does, did the 20th century do it better? Are there more classic, oh, you know, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s it's, theme it's songs than, than you see it's today? It's dying if it's not already dead. Because think of streaming services. Yeah. Like there basically is no theme because they know that people are cranking through it. Yeah, so every, with the exception of uh, like certain shows, yeah, you skip it every, anyway. Yeah, every streamer has the skip option. Uh, yeah, yeah I will the, say in doing my research for the, my research, <laughs> sitting in front of a television for a little <laughs> bit, um, and trying to think of you know bridging that gap because I was doing seventy to seventies, eighties, and nineties. I was looking at songs from recent shows, and it, they just don't hit the same way. And I, I do think it has a lot to do with the streamers, but I also think there was a yeah. looseness and funness with television in the seventies, eighties, and nineties of just like. You know, the Brady Bunch one is hilarious. It's just like gives you the whole explanation of this family. Um, same with Gilligan's Island, all these narrative driven, which I don't I couldn't find really modern day examples of that narrative driven or looseness with a theme song. So mm. to your question, I don't I don't think it's as good yeah. as it was. Yeah, I'm thinking of like the theme song for the show Dark on Netflix, but that's that's a different that's a different color. Are there lyrics to that? Oh yeah, they're just like sung by a, a woman with a heavily uh, Germanic accent, and it's all very austere and mind-bending. So not not quite a huh. not quite Fraser style. <laughs> Sounds great. Uh, all right, 
toss salads and scrambled eggs. Oh, this one's short. Yeah, there, I, there was a longer version. And I was like, we don't need the whole thing. <laughs> hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Toss salads and scrambled eggs. Mercy. <laughs> and maybe I seem Mercy. a bit confused. Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegged. <laughs> but I don't know what to do with those. Oh, that's Sideshow Bob left. Yeah, right. But they're calling again. I, there are multiple versions of this, right? Face. What is, what a, boy is a boy to do? <laughs> Good night, everybody. All right. That's not the song. That's Kelsey Grammer's vocal delivery that's making that one a classic. So the sure. thing that really made me laugh was in reading this article about the guy who wrote this song. He did have a line in there that I read as a dig, but he, he basically was like, yeah, so we wrote the song and gave it in, and Kelsey, well, he really made it his own. <laughs> <laughs> he did. Power to him. Yes. So again, I, I think that song is baffling, but also really great and enjoyable to listen. Perfect. Yeah, I, I think it's it's really good. I, the show itself always bored me, to be honest. But like, I I always loved hearing that song. I don't know if y'all are Frasier fans. I, <laughs> I it flew say. over my head. No, I can't say that I am. <laughs> it's but been I, a while since I have seen Frasier. Yeah, I'm much more of a fan of the song than the than the show itself. Great song. Yeah. yeah, it was it was always kind of it's always been in the back of my head, I guess, for as long as I've been alive and have heard it. That song is there. That's a great one. Wow. What a what a fun topic. You're always uh you're bringing the uh the multimedia. Well, I will say uh, it comes from a, here. The wrestling music. The, it comes from a place of not knowing. I mean, I love music, but I don't know how I listen to you all talk about music and I go, "Oh, I can't hold a candle to that." So let me <laughs> let me bring in some, you know, Brock Lesnar and, and Fraser. Man, what a yeah! It's it's re, you start thinking about it. There's a ton, and they are mostly like classic shows, like older yeah shows. The one that's the ones that stick out. Yeah, because mostly after a certain point, it was like they would pick a song that was pre-existing that kind of yeah you know yeah. lined up with the themes. AP and, Bio just puts on the Ramones, which it's fun and fits the vibe, but it's yeah, it's not a, a theme yeah. song really. Or Mad Men with RJD2 or. You know, like they just find something that works. Yeah, or the other move is to just have the like music be six seconds long, like Better Call Saul or Breaking oh, sure. Bad, where it's like, you know, you have your cold open and they're just, Bruh, you know what fucking show you're watching, <laughs> on with the action, which works. But yeah, just a different era. Well, thank you both for indulging me today in, in TV themes. Hey, Likewise, I talked about uh, some some even sillier stuff, so I think you're you're in good company here. Um, what what have we all learned today, though? What 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 happened today? Tom did some great research. I'm I'm impressed by, yeah. by the level of research Tom brought to each of the songs. I mean, he just had a little backstory for each one. It's put, Thank you. Putting putting me to shame. Uh, my my takeaway from today is that every uh, version of a cover was much. Uh, it's made much better by like Weird Al Yankovic, essentially. That's the supreme way to do it, huh? I think so. Fair enough. And uh, I learned that, uh, man, Longo is just more of a technophobe than I, I figured him for. Freaking, oh, this is 8-bit. That's 8-bit. You didn't, you didn't play me Aphex Twin. You played me <laughs> uh, Nintendo 64 versions of Tame Impala songs. I don't think it's... <laughs> well. Whatever. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, I would hope that you'd go ahead and subscribe to it on your platform of choice so you never miss a future episode. 
And if you want to follow us on the old social media, we're on uh, we're on Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok, all at Losing My Opinion. And uh, you know, I said the show Fraser itself kind of boring, you know, despite Kelsey Grammer's best efforts. And I could be wrong now, but I don't think so. Nice. I do kind of like Niles. I have a soft spot for Niles. You are the kind of the Niles of the podcast. I am maybe. the Niles of the podcast. Yeah, I don't mind. I don't mind that role. And I'll say so long, suckers. I don't know how Niles would say that. I don't think he'd use the word suckers. Uh, so long, suckers. <laughs> ha! I got you pegged. Mercy. <laughs> <laughs>